Check your Bible site, turn back to Acts chapter 1 from this morning. We're going to be there tonight and simply review and highlight really a thought we had from this morning. Acts chapter 1. If you found your place, let's go ahead and stand tonight. We'll get right to it. This morning we, of course, preached from this text and tried to look at it contextually and what the Lord would have for us. And there's a thought in there about the Lord's desire for us to expand our horizons and our borders. And as a wonderful and great place as Eastland Baptist Church proper is in its membership, the Lord intends for us to exert our influence in a larger area. And I, and I want to talk about that again this evening. So, Acts chapter 1, verse number 1, The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach, until the day in which He was taken up, after that He through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom He had chosen, to whom also He showed Himself alive, after His passion or death, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait. For the promise of the Father, which saith He, ye have heard of Me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And when they were therefore come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? Their mindset was local, it was parochial. It was, it was based on just the nation of Israel, but God's view was much bigger than that. And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but rather you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And this is the thought tonight, and ye shall be witnesses. Unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Lord, I pray in the next few moments that, Lord, you would once again, Lord, encourage us to align ourselves with your purposes for us. Lord, we've not just been saved and sanctified, Lord, just for the glory to come, but, Lord, to invite other people to participate in that glory with you and with us. And so, Lord, again, I pray this brief thought tonight. Would encourage us to that end, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. Ye shall be witnesses. A principle I brought this morning that I want to give just a little bit additional time to tonight um, is that the Christian life and our life together as a church family and what we do here and how we serve the Lord that we have a vision that is not parochial. And again, I mean by that, that's not narrowly focused on our own happiness, our own joy, not just the edification of self. And I, I want so badly for all that to happen here, but I want for Eastland a greater vision. I believe that our hope can be extended. Parochial is defined as having a narrow view, a narrow way of behaving. It's synonymous, really, in many ways, with singular or self-interest. The idea I have today that is negative is about, you know, focus that is inward and only self-serving. Spending time, spending resources, energy, all for the good of what happens in these walls. And, and what happens in these walls is incredibly important. It is sacred. It is necessary. It is good. It is right. But the Christian life is also to be lived outside the walls of any local church. 
It is to be lived as salt and light to a hurting and needy world that needs really uh, the, what is relevant that we know that they yet do not. Christianity mitigates strongly against the human tendency to be self-serving. The Bible speaks antagonistically to cliques, to peer groups, to program and organization and churches that would exclude others, or maybe more benignly, just not be thoughtful of others. Um, Jesus presented the idea that we were to be salt, we were to be light, and, and those things need to be present in a dark world, outside, outside these walls, and not just in here. We are to be agents in the agency of change and inspiration to this world. Um, we are never to be islands unto ourselves. And that's something I hope that all of us can honestly consider in the days ahead, that we will give uh, this sober attention and we will begin, as we continue to study through, study through the book of Acts, to lend priority and maybe greater effort to actually being a part of helping others in our community. If you travel outside the boundary of Eastland Baptist Church at all, you will see a world that desperately needs Christ. And we need to give them hope. Acts presents parochialism as the opposite of what God asks of us, and that is evangelism. That is reaching out to others. God wants us as individuals in a church family to be missional, to be ambassadors, to be representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the thought this morning is this, and I'd like this to linger in your hearts just for a little bit. The Christian church is to be the organization in the world that exists for the benefit of non-members. Now, if you just think about that, that kind of changes everything, doesn't it? It colors a lot for me. Uh, that, this quote is not original with me. I, it, I found it in my study. It was incredibly challenging to me to think about my role as pastor to help all of us be that, um, an extension of help to this world. You know, it's easy for me to think about my role of taking care of you. And certainly I am supposed to do that. Um, it's my responsibility to protect the sheep. But it's also my responsibility to challenge all of us to be missional, to be a representative of Christ outside the walls of Eastland Baptist Church. When I evaluate my job performance in terms of the merits of this parochial variable, I would say I could do better. And I would say we could do better. Um, I am less comfortable with our success when I think about how much we are making a difference outside the walls of Eastland Baptist Church. That's not an indictment. That's just an ongoing challenge. We can never settle. This past week, I was so excited. Through your giving and your generosity, I was able to travel to Oklahoma City to a church planters conference. And as I mentioned Wednesday night, and I know all of you weren't there, I share with this church family what you were able to be a part of outside the walls of Eastland. And this past week, we bought tires 
for the cars of missionaries uh, and church planners who don't have that ability. We paid for some medical expenses. We helped pay for property for, so brand new churches could buy a building and, or rent a building and do the same work we are doing. We invested uh, really over the course of three days over $25,000 outside the walls of Eastland Baptist Church. We had nearly 20 new works uh, that we took on to be a part of. I'm super excited about that. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about in part. Now, that's done somewhat institutionally through our giving. What would be so wonderful is if you and I could now do that same thing with individual homes in the city of Tulsa and say, hey, we were a part of affecting that home and this family and that couple and this young person. And we can have that same kind of map filled with stars of the lives of the people that we have touched because of the work of us, of us as individuals here in this church. I think that should be a goal for all of us. I think we are doing a great job institutionally in missions, church planters, but on a local basis, as individuals, I, I, I think all of us can strive to try to reach someone in a greater way. I, you know, I know when I ask questions, I, I never intend for them necessarily to bite in a negative way, but they, they help in terms of evaluation. We could ask the question, when, when did someone pass through these doors of Eastland Baptist Church because of my personal involvement? When did someone come because I invited them, because of our family's efforts, because of my witness of a track I passed out or I shared my faith? You know, in an organizational study, there are a couple words that are important. And when you want to be a company or an organization doing a good job, well, the first thing you'll study is efficiency. And then you're going to study this word effectiveness. And they're not necessarily the same thing. Efficiency has to do with doing something well. You know, if I had a, a bunch of boxes up here, efficiency would be how fast I can do that in an orderly way. It would be efficient. Effectiveness asks the question, should we even be stacking boxes? Does that make sense? Are we doing what's important? And that's the kind of question I want us to be challenged with. I think so much of what we do here is efficient. I think much of what we do here is important and effective, but this element of being a witness, of reaching out, of not being parochial, I want to make sure that Eastland Baptist Church has as its goal, per the book of Acts, reaching out into our Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the world. I want to make sure that each one of us is being effective there as well, that we are giving ourselves that missional endeavor um, as the Lord would have us to do. We need to reach out into our neighborhood, into our city, into our state. Um, this week we also took on a work locally here in Oklahoma, another church planner. We're going to do some more giving to that individual in this coming week. We can do a great job there too. But I, I believe that you and I can continue to reach out to others. The last few weeks, Brother Daniel has been preaching from the book of Ephesians in chapter 3. It's a great there, it's a text there, where God talks about the Apostle Paul looking at a group of people and saying, I, I hope you can be rooted and grounded in Christ. I, I want you to know the, the breadth, the depth, and the love of God. And the idea is so they could then reach out and touch other people. Before we carry the resources the world needs to them, we need to make sure that we possess those resources ourselves. As I mentioned this morning, by being filled with, the, with the, the Holy Spirit in the greatest possible way. 
You know, most of us have probably flown in an airplane, and I know it's super cliche, but it's cliche because it's true and it's a reason. But you know, every time, you know, we kind of ignore those people who, who stand up and give this rehearsal of what we're supposed to do. But they always talk to us about, you know, hey, in the case of an emergency, if those little oxygen masks come down, it says make sure you always secure the oxygen mask to yourself first so that you may be in a good position to help other people also. You know, sometimes I think we think we need more than we have to go do what God has called us to. But here's the truth. As I mentioned this morning, we need to make sure that we're connected to God. That we're working in relationship with Him. You know, we may not have a degree in theology. We may not have all the Bible verses we memorize that we can. But we do need to make sure we have some knowledge of how to share our faith. Minimally, this is what God's done for me. Maybe, maybe learn the Romans road, you know, just enough of the Bible to be somewhat effective in witnessing to other people. And then once we do that, we need to go out and share that with other people. We need to make sure we're connected to Christ so we can help other people be connected to Christ. You know, we receive into our lives the Holy Spirit the day we are saved. And, you know, despite poor interpretive attempts by others uh, to suggest there might be a second uh, feeling of the Holy Spirit. The Bible does not teach that. The Bible teaches this, that the day you and I are saved, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day of our redemption or salvation. So, what we need to do then is walk in the Spirit and grow in the Spirit and make sure that you and I are not grieving the Holy Spirit. Again, so people can see Christ in us. We don't need more of Him. We need less of the world. We need less clutter. We need to be less busy and give more of our time in quiet reflection on what the Lord's done for us, more time in prayer, maybe more time in Bible study. Um, I know we all need to rely more on the Holy Spirit's work in our lives so we can be more productive. We need to spend time inviting the Holy Spirit to feel welcome in our heart, to feel welcomed in our services so He can work through us. And then simply, we need to go out and be a witness. We just need to do it. Again, we need to have a measure of Bible truth, but then we need to go out and do something with it. Uh, we can do this. Um, it, 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 it's not hard. Every single service we come in this building, in order to get into these pews, you have to pass the track rack. Okay? And again, I, I'm not trying to be critical. It is not my intent at all. Every Sunday morning at 8.30, the adult Bible class teachers meet. And we go over the announcements of the day, and uh, we discuss what we want them to, to go over. And we, we, we talk about things to pray about. We pray for you and other things. But we also, every teacher is handed this piece of paper. And it's intended to be a point of responsibility for every teacher in what they're communicating to you in terms of, of reaching out to this community. And so this is called our Guest and Counts Report. And the first line item here, it says church invite, and it's a list, or it's a number of how many people that each adult Bible class invited the past week. Now, these are a piece of paper. You've all seen them, right? Everybody seen them? You know, do this if you've seen them. And we're asking you to do business with it. Okay, from this past Sunday, from this past Sunday, y'all with me? Everybody still smiling? Okay. This past week, as a church family, based on this number alone, and now I know there could be others that didn't put here, as a church family, 
Um, we had 875 people in attendance last Sunday. We passed out 342 tracks. Okay? To a degree, one way to interpret that is we're more parochial than we should be. Okay? It's just a thought. How would I measure that? How, what other variable should I use or should we use to mitigate that reality? 700, I'm sorry, 850 people this past week passed out 342 tracks. Okay? Now, again, this is not a cultural essay or commentary, but it's a thought. Um, prior to 2020 or 2019, okay, you can subtract what happened between now and then. On an average, Eastland gave out between 1,000 and 1,500 tracks a week. That was each and every week, every week, for 52 weeks. Those number were averages. This is less than a third of that. Whatever happened or else happened culturally, reality, medically, I understand there's some real changes in the world. But our mission hasn't changed. People don't need the Lord any less than they did before. If anything, they need the Lord more. They really do. We come in here every week, and I understand it. And we hear this, the same plea. You invite someone to church. You go to Sunday school. You see the piece of paper. And, you know, sometimes familiarity can breed a level of contempt. And I, I think I understand that. If not contempt, just marginalization. I want the book of Acts to remind us that what we do with those pieces of paper that have the gospel on them is super important. Now, that's just one way we can do that. That's just one way we can do it. I want to ask you to take that effort a little more seriously. Being part of our once a month churchwide outreach is something I think all of us can do. Maybe you don't know what happens there. It's not super intimidating. If we come together, we all eat donuts. We enjoy a little fellowship. We grab a piece of paper that has about 10 homes on it. We ask people just to go there. You can either knock on a door or just leave this, a, a, a pamphlet of distribution. Uh, honestly, it would probably take you less than 10 minutes. It'll take you more time to get here and go home than it would to fulfill the obligation of that day. But it could quite possibly alter the trajectory of someone's life. We still have lots of people visit Eastland Baptist Church because they receive, receive some literature. I know that times have changed, and people can argue about all kinds of methodologies being more effective than the other, and that's not my point tonight. Here's the deal. If you don't like the way that we're doing something, then show me a way that does work better for you, and then do that, okay? And that'd be my, my, my third thought. What, what a simple challenge is this? And I, I want to probably, I need to finish here because of time. Leave us this. How about tonight as a church family? Everyone in this room would dedicate themselves maybe to passing out a few more tracks. Of, 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 if not attending that meeting, grabbing stuff on a Wednesday night and do it in the coming week. But what if we did this? What if we just covenanted to do this together? 
I think this is fair. If everyone here made it their goal for the year to have someone in the pews of this church because of you. I don't think that's overwhelming. I don't think that's too big. I think for people who are to be salt and light, who are to mitigate and fight against parochialism, that's a fair challenge. And that may involve involving someone in an ongoing dialogue and conversation. I, Brother Brian this morning in the adult teachers meeting was talking about a group of people he's trying to reach for the gospel. He asked us to pray about that. It wasn't a one-time ask. It's an ongoing invitation. He's trying to have these people to his home and try to get them to come to church. Maybe it takes that kind of effort on all of our part. But wouldn't it be worth it if we gave an effort and saw someone come? To get saved or not, that's between, you know, that's, that's from the Lord. But if we just could get them here, if we could just get the gospel to them, then we would be beginning to align ourselves in a greater way with this missional attitude that the book of Acts wants us to have. Not trying to be antagonistic, not trying to be confrontational, but I am suggesting we may have to move out of our comfort zone just a little bit. 2023 could be, it's going to be a super fantastic year, but it'll be better if you invite someone here to be part of it with us. And I want to leave you with that challenge tonight. I want to ask you to stand with me tonight if you would.